Hello and welcome to 60 Minutes with a Soundcheck episode with me, your host Chris. Uh, welcome back. Now, I know that I said I was going to be delving into the depths of grunge music to try and convert Dave. Um, but with this show, I've I've had an idea to do something a little bit different. Um, don't you know, worry, I will be going back to, uh, to grunge music uh, for my next show. But um, in a drunken sort of stupor the other week uh i um i, I th- was writing down songs and ideas about what i could do uh about, for different soundcheck shows and it occurred to me um there's been some amazing music which have accompanied uh video games and trailers specifically and uh because i listen to uh music from video games obviously because i play video games um but you know you watch trailers and you sometimes you watch a trailer and you think friggin hell that just that gets you so excited for the game and then when the game comes up and comes out um you actually I don't know about you, but that I my my mind kind of like it's like a switch just goes off, and I think they picked that song, and it is perfect for that game because it suits the tone and the just the feel of the game, and it just it helps bring it to life in some ways, you know. And uh, so I've decided that that I for this particular soundcheck show I'm going to pick three songs that are featured in video games either as a trailer or actually in the game itself um so similarly to all my other soundcheck shows i'm I'm not going to be doing loads of talking um i'm going to let the music do the talking so for my first track uh i'm going to go from uh for a song that featured in the trailer to playstation 4 exclusive from 2015 called bloodborne and um this was my number two pick for that particular year in 2015. It would have been my number one had it not been for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which was just above and beyond, you know, the, the, my favourite game of the year, which I still haven't completed. I still need to go back to that. Um, but Bloodborne w- was just phenomenal. Um, I loved it from start to finish. And when I saw the the trailer and and heard this song uh i just kind of fell in love with it even more so the game itself is uh from the developer from software and uh famed director uh hidetaka i'm going to try not to i've just murdered his name but i'll try not to do it uh hidetaka miyazaki uh or i just refer to him as miyazaki because it's just easier to say uh but he has worked on some of of my favorite games if you if people you know, you hear people talk about Souls games. They're usually referring to uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, you know, 1, 2, and 3. Um, but this one is from uh, him, if you like, he directed it. Uh, you know, he's not the only one who's worked on the game. But he has got a certain style, and uh, the the type of game that, that Bloodborne is, is um, people... Well, my friend Ben from the same coin always referred to them as games that like to smash you in the testicles repeatedly over and over again. And I have I had a love hate relationship with uh, Demon Souls, which was the first game in the series. Uh, well, they're all kind of loosely based, if you like. Kind of Demon Souls has a loose connection to to Dark Souls um, and Bloodborne's. You know, they're they're separate, but you know, you once you've played one, you've kind of you know what what you're in for uh, and they are hard they are difficult games and the whole, the whole hook to them uh what is that uh you you 
collect either souls in the souls games or blood with bloodborne and uh you can upgrade your character different abilities and things like that and uh you go back to like a main hub and you can cash in the the souls that you've or or blood that you've got from killing enemies the the thing with the games are though is that they are damn hard you know death is around every single corner and you are vulnerable to attacks you know you're not like a super marine space marine soldier which is featuring from another game i'm going to talk about in a bit you know what i mean you are very vulnerable and it does take a a bit of skill to play these games you know what i mean um but so it's that risk reward if you die before you cash in your souls experience blood whatever you want to call it um you have one chance to go back and collect them and if you die on the way you lose everything so it's that kind of risk reward you can spend a long time kind of going around areas and mopping them up and you know collecting souls and blood to level up but if you lose it that's it it's it's gone and i had a love hate relationship with the uh demon souls and i hated it i really hated it and then i just couldn't get it out of my mind and i just fell in love with it i loved the the aspect of the of it you know the whole aspect of the game the aesthetic of it and bloodborne is probably my favorite out of the whole series uh, i have to say it very close runner to Dark Souls, um, an open world uh, hack and slash 'em up. Uh, the big thing, the difference between this game and the, the other games is that everybody knows when you play a Souls game, it's shield up. You don't go anywhere. You walk around with your shield up because you know it's protection, and one hit can kill you. With Bloodborne, it's slightly different because you have um, an attacking weapon and you have a gun and your gun is there to help parry attacks. So you feel quite vulnerable. Um, But the difference with this and the other games is speed. You feel very fluid and very quick. And the reason why I think that the song, um, which is called Hunt You Down... Uh, by the hit house featuring Ruby Friedman. Now I know nothing about that particular band or you know singer. I, I know nothing about them, so I can't talk about them. But when I listened to the the song and I played the game, it just felt so in sync with it. Because although uh, compared to some of the monsters, you know, and by the way, the monster design in these games is second to none. Absolutely phenomenal. It's a really dark and gothic game and that's why the music suits it so well when you hear it and if you've played Bloodborne you will totally get it you'll understand how this music because it's quite quite downbeat and dreary but then at the same time I love the lyrics in it because you know when you start to get to grips with the game and you are like a god and you know start to level up you know you you are you initially weak but then you start to level up and it's true, the, the lyrics in the song, you know, you know, you can run, you can hide, but I'm going to hunt you down and I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> it's just perfect. It perfectly suits this song and this game. Sorry. And it's, it's just wonderful. So here we go. My first uh, song, and it is um, from Bloodborne. As I said, it is by The Hit House featuring Ruby Friedman and he's called Hunt You Down. I hope you enjoy it.
Don't bring forgiveness I don't bring peace I've come to sleep you Come to kill the So on to my next song, and it is from Gears of War 3, believe it or not. Um, now, I don't know what people out there think about the Gears of War games. I think some people are getting perhaps a little bit bored of them now. But if you think back to 2006, and I can't, I almost can't believe I'm saying it, you know, that the original Gears of War came out in 2006 um, on the Xbox 360. First of all, how it help to sell that console you know because it was almost like people hadn't seen anything like it before it's a third person um shooter and it just kind of well i, I don't think it's it, you know it, it's without you know goes without saying that it did kind of revolutionize uh the cover based shooter um 
you know, and it it just everything about it felt right and felt great and felt responsive and down to the the active reload mechanic you know you click a button to reload your gun and you click it at the right time and it's perfect you know that's where it kind of it works you know that's kind of I, I can't I think that's what it sounds like when he says it perfect anyway um but if you fuck it up then uh, you're there, you know, you're vulnerable for a few seconds because you, you, you watch your character, like, because it's, it's jammed his gun. You know, it, it's it just changed shooters, third-person shooters for me. Um, and the thing about the Gears of War series, they've always had brilliant trailers. You go back to the original Gears of War and um, it featured Gary Jules and Mad World. Now, I still watch that trailer from time to time and it's just phenomenal you know absolutely just really kind of sells you the uh the tone of the game it almost looks like the, the gears of war games yes they're over the top and bombastic i mean god's sake he carries around a uh ref- assault rifle with a chainsaw attached to it you know it's that stupid but at the same time i've, I've always kind of felt that there is there's something more to them you know than just the over the top kind of bombastic action uh, that's associated with those games there's always a little bit more under the surface and then Gears of War 2 had a great um, song um, called How It Ends by uh, Devojka and you know the third um, game uh, which is the song that I'm going to pick by Mazzy Star um, it's called Into Dust now, then, we knew that this was going to be the final game in the trilogy, and uh, it just summed it up perfectly. It's a very haunting, very beautiful song, which you wouldn't necessarily associate with, like I said, a game where you're chainsawing people, or locusts, as they're called, you know, the the monsters that you fight into death. Uh, and, and it's just... it. But when you watch the trailer, it suits it perfectly. Now... Uh, this is a little spoiler to the game. I'd imagine that most people have played the Gears of War games by now. But uh, in the the game, there are characters called Marcus and Dom, and they're friends. You know, they're best friends. Now, I've played these games in solo, and I've also played them in co-op, and they are some of the best co-op experiences I've played. You know, with my friend Wayne. I, I mention Wayne quite a lot, you know, on the podcast, and uh, we've played video games together for well online since 360 came out you know and um gears of war we've played gears of war over and over again you know and then gears of war 2 3 um uh, into 4 and i really like 4 i have to say a lot of people didn't like it but they thought you know marcus's son was a a bit of a knob but I actually quite liked them and I thought it was a smart move having the kids in you know but having some of the old characters in the background uh, to to sort of um, you know have that connection to the original games and so Marcus and Dom Dom is is looking for his wife you know the the emergence days the aliens have taken over essentially and the, the monsters have come they're called locusts and they're taking away humans for what purpose you don't know and they're killing people they're just killing people they're really nasty bastards um but Dom is searching for his wife Maria and you know you're with him and then in Gears of War 2 I believe you find out that she's actually she's died um and then in Gears of War 3, Dom is, is obviously gone downhill. You realise he's gone downhill because he's got a beard, which he didn't have in the previous games. But he's a bit mopey and a bit quiet and everything else. Um, but you just we didn't know how this, this trilogy was going to end. Now, there's a scene in Gears of War 3 where, essentially, 
Dom sacrifices himself and he dies. Now, he's been with you in the first two games and to have a major character die in a in a game well i just remember sort of sitting down with the controller after at that moment when it happens with you know we played it together I always play these games together with Wayne and uh we just sat there and we didn't speak for a good couple of minutes and we're like did that just happen holy shit you know what i mean and that's what i love about video games that, that it can just happen you know stuff like that can that kind of create that emotional connection again you wouldn't expect it from a gears of war game um but the trailers i think help to bring it out you know particularly with this music because the trailer for the, for this if you watch it there is a scene where you're walking through a, like a, a town and basically humans have been turned to a dust you know but they're still there you know they've they've died but they've died it's like an atomic bomb's gone off and they just you know the the remains of them is there and uh you know if you brush past them they will just blow away into the wind um so yeah it's a cracking song and um like i said very beautiful very haunting so i hope you enjoy it uh here it is uh mazzy star um, with uh, Into Dust from Gears of War 3. Till your eyes shine. 
So on to my final song. Um, this is from uh, a game called Dragon's Dogma, which I originally played on the PlayStation 3, but has since um, had a sort of like remaster release, whatever you want to call it, on the um, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and, you know, PC, all consoles, whatever. Um, at the time, I think there was a fair bit of hype for this game. It's a third-person open-world um, RPG, uh, sort of hack and slash em up by from Capcom, and um, I fell in love with this game. You know, I have to say, I'm, I, I kind of, I, I don't think I got it day one, but it's one of those games that I did pick up at some point, and then just ended up spending hours and hours in it, just getting lost really, and like the whole um, creating your character and. Um, watching how they grow but the the game itself is is a really clever it has a really clever idea um similar to demon souls you know in as much as that with those games you can invite other players to help help you or hinder you uh which is something i should have mentioned when i talked about bloodborne you know people can invade your game and and kill you or they can come along and help you this had a very similar sort of uh, idea except it was a bit more um you couldn't get hurt from from memory. It's been a while since I've I've played it. I have to say, but um, you ha- had companions that you could either you know meet along the way or uh, create, and they were called pawns. And um, the clever thing is that you could send them off to do things, and you could send them off to go and play. If if your friends on your friends list had the game and they, they were playing the game, they could take your pawns into their game. And then whatever experience or treasures and things that they they got from your somebody in your on your friends list's game, they could then come back to you with those treasures, but also tell you stories about things that have happened to them. 
and I just thought that was a really, really clever and interesting idea. Um, the game itself was really good fun. Like I said, third person sort of action slash RPG, um, and you're fighting big monsters. Um, and similar to Shadow of the Colossus, you could actually clamber up these big monsters. You know, so you say you're fighting a big griffin, you could climb on it, and you got a grip meter, and you know you could fight them while you and they're trying to shake you off and. Just a really cool game, a re- and I would like to go back and actually uh, play an updated version of it. Um, there was another version that they brought out called Dark Arisen, and uh, I haven't played that one, I have to say, but I think that it was generally uh, better received, you know, it, it sort of um, was more well received than, than, than Dragon's Dogma. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that actually love Dragon's Dogma. Um, the, there was another game, oh, I forget what it was called, it was teased some time ago, I think when the PlayStation 4 was originally um, released, and it was going to be a free-to-play game. And everybody thought it was the sequel to Dragon's Dogma, but it never actually got released. I think it got cancelled. I'm sure it was by Capcom. I'm sure somebody out there will tell me. Um, but yeah, anyway, the song that featured in Dragon's Dogma. Uh, now, I don't know how uh, you pronounce the name of the band that um, that actually created this song. Uh, but it's B hyphen Z. Now, whether that's bees or bzz I do not know but anyway the song is called Into Free Dangan and it's a really upbeat um, fantastic song I often listen to it when I'm running to be honest because it just kind of it gets you going it gets you sort of like moving and um, yeah I just love it and it just really suited the game just thought it was fantastic so all three of those games are brilliant um, and the music that accompanied them is just phenomenal as well and I think it's just a testament to them the power of the the, the music that accompanied those games uh, just how well they they can sell them you know and make you kind of just get, yeah get you you into it even more so um, if you've got any sort of music that you think is great from trailers you know um, th- there's a lot out there and so these were just the first three songs that came to mind but I will revisit this uh, at, well, I'll go back to some grungy stuff for my next show. And uh, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the the music on the show. Um, I've really enjoyed talking about the games as well as the uh, you know the music that, that came with them. So thank you for listening. Um, please check out sixty minutes with uk for reviews, competitions, everything. There's always some great stuff. Check out our YouTube channel um, for retro video game reviews. And also the shows are on there. I think our shows are everywhere now. Spotify, um, Podbean, iTunes, whatever. Everywhere. Stitcher Radio. Check us out. Just type in 60 Minutes With. Go to the website and it's all there. So, um, we will go out with um, Into Free. Uh, by Bzz. Uh, I'm assuming that's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and I hope you've enjoyed this show, and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>